I'm Jill. And I'm Kayla. And we are... I Wanna Wear Your Skin! Woo! Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very excited. We're back. We're back, motherfuckers! And boy, do we have a film for you. Oh my goodness. Buckle up, buttercups. We, uh, We got some shit to lay out for you. I... Oh, boy. All right. Well, real quick before we get to that, let's just... If you haven't ever listened to us before, I mean, there's like 30 episodes to understand what we're about. So just go back. Sure. And it won't take long. Yeah. We're hella basic. It's uh, two weirdos in Seattle with nothing to their names except... uh, Mango White Claw. Mango White Claw, some service industry jobs, and uh, a lot of uh, dogs in our life. Yeah. Um, and now we have quite a bit of babes. Our babe score is kind of getting higher. It's ridiculous, actually. It's 3480. That's 3,480 babes. Like, what? we're so close to being bigger than Bieber. It's, I know, like, 10,000, it, like, is a lofty goal, but after getting so many... Yeah. I'm like, that's achievable. We're going to feel it. Yeah, I mean, like, we're close to halfway, and the podcast isn't even a year old yet. Yeah, that's incredible. And I know other podcasts that have grown faster, but, like, we're very fringe. Yeah, like, (laughs) the the ones that grew fast were, like, true crime and... Uh, supernatural, and we review Lifetime movies. Yeah, yeah. No one's like, you know what I need? I need someone to tell me about a Lifetime movie. Except for three thousand four hundred and eighty yeah. of you. But then you listen to one of these episodes, and you're like, okay, no, no, I can do it. Yeah, yeah this is good. I'm into it. So we want to dive into it, but before we get into the the meat, <laughs> the, the juicy flesh of this movie. Gross. Uh, we want to give a shout out to all of our Patreon babes because we love you and you keep us going and we are really close to merch so please be patient with us but we are working on it. Yeah, but seriously, you guys are making merch possible. So we thank you supremely for that. And if we get more Patreon subscribers, so if you're not a babe yet, uh, become one because then Kayla will make more food items with her feet. Yes. And we'll make videos of that. Yes, because the highest fleece blanket level is a demonstration of how to make a romantic dinner for two, a spaghetti dinner, with your feet. Yes. And you know you need it. Yeah, what else is there to say? We are doing the work that no one else is willing to do. No one wants this work but Jill and I. Yeah. (laughs) Here we are. And two babes. And two (laughs) babes. Okay, anyway, but who we love is Amanda... Boot Century, Brian, Derek, Kai, Karen, Cass, Kel, yeah, that's two L's. Kel, all right, Leslie, (laughs) Tony, we love you. We love you. All of you. You're just wonderful. Thank you for keeping us going. Um, and just wow, that's I. That's all I got. Yeah, for for real, like. At, at no point when we were doing, like, like we, we talked when we first started doing this, like, oh, it'd be cool if we started a Patreon, and then we were doing it, and then I was like, oh my god, it would be cool if one person right. gave us two dollars, and then we literally have a crew yeah. on our Patreon, and that's incredible. Like, it's that is, amazing. It, it blows my fucking mind, so thank, thank you. you so much. Um, 
We also want to thank the Bad Copy. They feature us on their site. We love them. They have a wonderful site for all punk news and related, you know, blogs and podcasts and photos and really cool shit. So Festivals, album releases. Check them out. Um, and, and I think, uh, I think we should, should we dive into this? I mean, we're gonna. We gotta. It's we why don't we're wanna, here. But. But we never do. Yeah. And we keep doing it. You know, I feel like this one is really gonna light this podcast on fire. <laughs> oh, you'll get it! You'll get it! You'll get it! You'll get it! Just, just, uh, hold on. Just go hold ahead. on. Yeah, go oh. Last thing. Yeah. Kayla, what are you drinking? Oh, thank you, Jill. It's been a minute since we've done this, and I never forget even when we're in the swing of things. We're out of practice. uh, This week, I am drinking a White Claw Mango. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jill? What are you drinking? You know, it turns out. Yeah. Same thing. Oh, wow. I know. Oh, wow. I know. Wow. It's it's all right. It's like we're sitting in the same room. Together. Together. With a dog in between us. Yeah. And one really cute one on the ground. Yeah. And they're so asleep. And split in a pack of white claw. As you do on a Monday morning. As, yes. <laughs> you know, anyway. Yeah. Okay, so the movie that we watched. <laughs> no judgment. No judgment. I don't even fucking care. No. Judge me all you want. Yeah, we're whatever. in our 30s. We don't give a, we I drink whatever the fuck, fuck we want to drink. Care. Yeah. Um, okay, so this movie is called Nightclub Secrets. No. Sometimes Domino itches his face so much that he does the, like, back, the hind oh, leg. Oh, his own that, like, kicking? Yeah, he, like, gets it himself. Wow, honey. <laughs> That's adorable. Oh, you just gotta make, yes, that is. That was you. That was yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nightclub Secrets, it was, it came out in 2018, and, Wow. Um, the synopsis is, after her sister dies while working as a bottle girl at a nightclub, Zoe takes up her sister's old job, hoping to uncover the truth. Which, sure. I mean, I mean that's... That's fine. That I, I wish that more Lifetime synopsises were actually accurate. Because that yeah. was, that, that was it's an accurate per- synopsis. It's accurate. Without spoiling anything. Without spoiling it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've got Zoe... Uh, the quote-unquote living sister, played by Kate Mancy, and she has been on Days of Our Lives as well as other Lifetime movies. And How I Met Your Mother. One episode. One, yeah. So, (laughs) good job, Kate Mancy. She actually was great. She was on, like, 600 episodes of Days of Our Lives. Yeah. I thought she was actually great. Yeah, for, like, spawning, like, nine years. She's a professional actress. She's believable in her character. Yeah, she did great. Yeah. Then we've got... Rachel, the quote-unquote dead sister, mm-hmm. uh, played by Rachel Hendricks, and uh, I just wrote down she's been in quote-unquote movies. Movies. So that would just be any any D-list movie you could think of. Uh, Rachel's been in them all. Like she's her IMDb list is super long for someone I've never seen before because yeah. she's only been in things that I've never seen before. Yeah. And then there's just some other periphery characters that, whatever. Let's just yeah, it doesn't matter. So, here we are at yet another movie that begins at almost the end. Yes. Um, we see this, like, outdoor scene. There are unopened bottles of liquor um, and turned over empty champagne glasses. Well, they're, like, plastic ones, um, which is weird for the scene. Yeah. But whatever. 
Uh, and then all of a sudden we see this woman running towards this outdoor area. Um, and she's writing a suicide note. Mm -hmm. And it says something to the effect of, like, I'm really sorry. I know too much. This is just better for everyone. Yeah, she said this will just be easier. Yeah. Which, will it? We'll learn soon okay. enough. All right. Uh, she writes it on a napkin and then takes a bottle of rum and sets the scene on fire. So the the first question Jill asked me, which was a very valid question, so I I want to I want to highlight it is, wouldn't that suicide note burn up? You'd think. Yes, it would. It would. And audience. even when we get the answer. It doesn't seem likely. It do- no, not at all. But you know what? Nothing seemed likely in this movie. Mm-mm. Absolutely nothing. The secret of this movie was that it was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond. I mean, if you are a Patreon babe, we watch the movies live in our private Facebook group, and I don't think we've screamed that much. We haven't screamed that much in a really long time. We made ever. my dog very nervous. Yeah. Because Ridley it was just it, so but... unbelievable that both of us were like, what the fuck is happening? In fact, I'm pretty sure that I missed like the last quarter of the I don't movie know. because I don't... we couldn't stop being like, how, what, why? Why would you? I, I'm still not, pro- I mean, I'm. Maybe we'll process it together. I don't think we will, but let's but, try. I mean, we can. Okay. So anyway, then, uh, so this we find out was Rachel, and the police come to tell the mom. The mom freaks out. Then it opens up to this scene in a classroom with the words "be a sadist," which is obviously like the writer trying to be cheeky about what's gonna happen. Which yeah. I, you know, we knew going into it because we saw this scene, but it was. Still so much worse than we thought. Yes. Um, and she's like, you know, like, put your characters in precarious situations. Um, and she's a high school writing, or like LA, uh, I don't know, English teacher. Yeah. But did you have LA or did you have English? We called it language arts. So I, I went to... I went to two different middle schools and two different high schools, and yeah. each place called it something else. So oh. it was either, like, English Lit, uh-huh. or it was just English, or it was L.A., okay. or it was, like, Arts and Writing. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyways, okay. yeah, Zoe's a high school teacher, and she's quoting a lot of Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah. Inaccurately, I might add, in order to inspire this classroom of teenagers who are just don't fucking care, just dying to leave this classroom to really like put some meat into their creative writing. It also seems, I don't know, like it. It seems pretty advanced to teach a high school class to be a sadist in yeah. their writing. Well, like, that not- seems. A little much. Like, I could understand uh, her not using that word and then describing, like, yeah, put your character, but, like, but to literally, like, on the projection have in bright neon colors, be a sadist in bold all caps, I feel like that would get you fired. Yeah. That would get fired as a public school teacher. Which, spoiler, she's about to quit her job anyway because her mom calls and tells her that her sister has died. Yes. So she doesn't even change her clothes but packs a bag and goes to her mom's house. Mm-hmm. Um, her mom is immediately drinking vodka, which, I mean, fair. Yeah. Um, and they're both just, like, she's, like, kind of trying to keep it together for her mom and they're both just trying to, like, get through the day. 
Um, and then she goes into her and her sister's, I would assume is their, like, childhood bedroom. Yes, with matching twin beds. Yeah, there's two twin beds, um, and there's this picture of them where they're each wearing a shirt, kind of like the his and hers shirts, Mm -hmm. but one of them says her yin, and the other one says her yang, and it has a yin-yang symbol, like, half and half on each And it has arrows pointing to the other shirt. It is the stupidest shirts I've ever seen in my life. They're white. They're... Yeah, that that's it. They're white and they're dumb and they have bad taste and that's and you know what? That's these girls. I was white and dumb. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm still. I'm not saying I'm like yeah, evolved, but yeah, like this. They were a little older than I would have assumed. Yeah, th- this is a photo. Shirt, it was of just like weird. College age girls. Anyway, then uh, Zoe goes to. Rachel's work, which she was a bottle girl at a nightclub. Um, nightclub secrets. Um, <laughs> and she meets the, like, hiring dude, Mickey, who seems mm-hmm. to always be hiring people. And, like, I mean, I work in a restaurant. I don't know what the turnover is for bottle girls, but it must be nightly there. Because he's it seems like it. hiring someone every day. Yeah. Um, I don't know how quick their fucking training process is. It seems like one day. Anyway, um, she learns, he's, like, teaching these new girls how to be bottle girls, and he's like, I hire everybody, Percy is the, is the boss of the place, mm-hmm. and she's hanging out behind that curtain over there. You'll never see her, but she's the fucking boss. Yeah, and she doesn't want to be bothered by you. Don't she bother. Does, she does not care about you. I care about you. If I like you... You're hired. If I don't like you, goodbye. Yep. Like, don't bother her. Yep. So then Zoe wants to just know more about what Rachel was doing, I guess. And she meets one of the dudes, and he's like, oh, I really liked Rachel, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Mickey gives her, like, Rachel's personal effects and her last paycheck. And Zoe's like, wow, I went into the wrong profession. Um, you didn't. Um, then she goes back home and her mom is like, I don't think she killed herself. Yeah. Also, her mom is low-key an alcoholic. Like, yes, she's drinking heavily because she just lost her daughter, but that's constantly thrown around a lot. Like, her mom drinks too much. Yeah, they are insinuating that it's it's not just because of this, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, they insinuated it a few different times, either in flashbacks or in present day, that, like, her, her mom's a drunk. Um, and so... Which really doesn't have much of a place in the story, honestly. Like, it's just kind of a throwaway plot point. Yeah, which we see time and time again. So, like, it it, it almost is... It's starting to become a thing where I almost don't even pay attention to it. I'm like... It just doesn't yeah, matter. There's that drunk like, mom. Kay? There's that alien dad. There's that squa- Sasquatch sister. Like, it's fine because we're never gonna address it or talk about it. And then it just goes away. Um, Throw it on fire. But... Cares? So, uh, Zoe and Rachel's mom, who is an alcoholic... And is obviously grieving and a little unhinged during the situation. Is having a hard time believing that Rachel's suicide note was actually written by Rachel. Because they, they have a copy of of essentially like police photographs and crime scene information. Which I uh, thought was surprising. They have yeah. a folder. Yeah. Yeah. Of just like everything the police have. Which is... Doesn't seem like you would have that. No. Not... Not days after. No, and yeah. she's, like, matching that to Rachel's actual diary. Yeah. 
Uh, so, and she's like, that doesn't look the same. And Zoe's like, it's yeah, exactly the duh. same. <laughs> yeah. So Zoe takes the diary and like calls her mom out for drinking a little bit too much. And then takes the diary back up to their room. And she has um, a flashback of Rachel visiting Zoe at school. Now, we thought that this was Rachel visiting Zoe at the school that she was teaching. But she had a backpack on and was carrying books. So it was also like, is she at school? Is this when she was in college? Going to school to become a teacher? I think that she was teaching. She just had like a bunch of books. Okay, she just, like, looked like a student. She just, like, looked dressed down. None but of this made it, sense. They, yeah. There's this, like, underlying plot point also that Zoe had left the family. Had abandoned the family. Right. Yeah. To go teach. Which is pretty whatever. Yeah, you're over I, 18, you go to college, you have a career. Like, what? And she was just like, I'm moving out of mom's house. You should probably do that, too. And then she's like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, how, okay. well, how could you leave this family? Like, it's, like, it's not unusual no. for, like, adults to live with their parents by any means. But it is unusual to claim abandonment of someone who chooses to move out when they're an adult. Right. And I mean, maybe she had, in some context, abandoned them, but they didn't explain that. Mm -hmm. Like, that was the only context we were given. Yeah. Was that she went to go teach, and that was her abandoning them. So, like, I don't understand it, but whatever. And we also get the feeling... We don't really need to understand it. No. Once again, I'm probably harping too long on a point that doesn't matter, because that's just lifetime. No, no, no. But Rachel, you can tell by this scene that Rachel looks down on Zoe... But Zoe obviously thinks that she's better than yes. Rachel and her mom. Oh, yeah. So, you know, like, it's kind of one of those where, like, there's just contention there because each thinks that the other is kind of a piece of shit. They just live different <laughs> ways and obviously don't know how to talk to each other about how that's okay. Yeah. Um, but whatever. It just doesn't matter for the plot point. Um, so then they... <laughs> It shouldn't be funny, but they have the funeral, but it's like in their carport. Yeah, it's in their carport. It's in the place where you car, you, where you park weird. your car. Yeah, it's just like yeah. they have this whole house that's very nice. It's beautiful, and the huge backyard that's beautiful. That that's where they have. Ooh, that's where they held. <laughs> that's where they held the the like all the food yeah. and like the wake afterwards was in the backyard. But the funeral itself is in their carport. It's very. I don't know. It was just really weird. Go ahead. Put your head on my leg. Um, So then, so they have this, there's some dude, Larry, there, who comes up to uh, Zoe after and is like, Rachel shouldn't have died. I have something to tell you. And then all of a sudden, her mom's in the other room like, why are you here? (laughs) To some dude named Richie. And then everyone's in a commotion. And then people leave. And then we wake up and Larry has been found dead in Richie's pool. Yeah. Um, And uh, Zoe goes in and is like reading. So here, here's the thing. Zoe has Rachel's diary. Full diary. The whole thing, except for a few pages that she's ripped out. And instead <coughs> of r- <coughs> reading it all at once to take in all of the information, she takes it in about a page at a time Maybe. and then takes action. Yeah. So, like, so if I w- was investigating Why? a suspicious death of a family member and was left a diary... I'd read the entire diary before I decide to proceed. You know, we're not cops. We're not. 
We're not detectives? We're not. Maybe that's how you do it. You go one page Maybe. at a time, you investigate, and then you come back, and you're like, oh, shoot. That didn't work out. I don't know. Like, die and leave me your li- library. Diary. <laughs> it is, I mean. And we'll, and I'll just play it by ear. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. But it's fine. Page it's not by a page. big deal. What, honestly, sentence by sentence. I want to see it. It really it. was. So, the page that she reads first is where Rachel meets Richie, who is yes. a billionaire, I think. I a, don't know. A, a billionaire. Yeah. Yes. And it, she meets him at the bottle club, and she falls for him, even though he's married. Yeah. He tells her he loves her. She loves him. And then she finds something out that she doesn't want to be true, mm-hmm. and and that's where she stops reading for the night and decides to to take action, take action. which is very bizarre. <laughs> and the way that she wants to take action is to find out more about the club, and the way that she's going to do this is to get invited into the club from a party that dudes that go to the club are invited to, and then they go to the club afterwards, because this is the most efficient way to get to the club. Yes, because the men have money, and if, and if like, an attractive lady can hook one of these money guys, then they will automatically get into the club with them if they go with them. So that's the idea. Initially. And uh, she goes to this party... And there's the a dude, and he touches her once, and she's like, hold on a minute, goes outside to her car, takes a breath, comes in, takes a shot, and is like, let's fucking do this. Uh, and it's a creepy brush dude. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. All right. Okay. Woo. Oh, yes. Oh, sorry. Go get him, Domino. Go get him. Ridley, did that startle you? There's someone at my door, everyone. It's probably the mailman, huh? Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. So, Uh, um... So anyway, she gets into the club with this dude. Yeah, and he's like a creepy British guy that keeps on talking about, like, how wealthy he is and how he has a yacht and wouldn't it be great if they all went on a yacht (laughs) together. He wants to take her to Ibiza tonight on his yacht. I mean, he's just, like, really greasy and obviously she's just using him to get in, which is fine. So as soon as they get into the club, she totally abandons him and then tries to sneak into VIP because she sees Richie in the VIP. But she gets stopped. Of course. Obviously. And then she's like, I quit and leaves. Mm-hmm. Then she goes home to read another page or sentence where Rachel's like, so the other way to get into the club is to work there. Yes. And she's like, oh, wow. What a fucking idea. Look, and we, and Jill and I were like, do it. what? Because we thought she was doing that already. That's what we thought, because that seemed the most efficient way yeah. to get in it's like, to the club culture. What are you doing? Why are you, I mean, you just taking could've... all these fucking roundabout steps? Like, you just could have gone and be like, can I have a job? <laughs> like, that was that was an option? That would have been my first choice. Yes! So, uh, she does that, and Mickey's like, nah. Mm, I don't think so. I guess. And she then recalls a sentence from the diary that said, Percy's the way in. And (laughs) (laughs) so she screams, and Percy comes out like, this is fucking annoying, what's happening? Mm -hmm. And she's like, I miss my sister, can I work here so I can be close to her? And Percy's like, fine. Percy goes, you're, well, you're hot. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, so we'll give you a trial run. That's how it works. So the lady who is training her um, does not think that she's going to last and is very open about it. She's like, you just don't have what it takes, honey. So she's running her through the night, and I feel like she's purposefully blasting through the evening as quick as possible to just, like... Get rid of her. Get the fuck rid of her. But while she's working... She is, to be fair, like, she's acting like a square... And that's just who she, she, is. she is. Yeah. It's uncomfortable to watch, but it's also like, yeah, man, like, this is not what you're good at right now. Yeah. And the whole scene was, like, really awkward, and I felt very uncomfortable. But for some reason, when she dropped off a bottle at a table, <laughs> that both really impressed her trainer and Percy, the owner. But we don't know how. I don't. Because she bombed it. She was, she was like, so unco- she like, slithered out of the guy's arms and was just like, oh no, okay, like, bye. Uh, it was almost like you could literally read on her face that she's like, you're gross. Yeah. Goodbye. Um, I am a teacher. And so when she's at like the bar, just like having a minute, um, a guy who I think we might have breezed past him, he was a paparazzi. Oh yeah, I, d- I never... I didn't write that down, I don't think. Uh, I forgot about I that. I think his name was Vince, but was his real name? That's right. Vince. Um, this guy, Vince, that she met previously, very briefly, um, sends her a cocktail napkin with a yin-yang symbol on it. But Percy puts a drink on it quite quickly, so she doesn't process it. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, why? Yeah, I, I honestly, I wouldn't get, like, in the context what that fucking meant. So, she decides that after Percy leaves, because Percy's just like, you're really impressing me tonight. I'm really watching you. And we're all like, oh, okay, okay. I guess. So, she decides that this is a good time to try and sneak into the VIP room because Richie is there. And, again, and try and meet uh, him. So, she comes in and she is met by a woman who claims to not only have worked with her sister, but also be a really good friend with her. And that her sister wasn't just a cocktail waitress like what Zoe is doing now, but she was an actual bottle girl that worked only in VIP. And that there's, I guess, an obvious different hierarchy in nightclub culture. Right. Between a cocktail waitress and a bottle girl. They both do bottle service, but the bottle girls get more money because they're doing other... We'll learn. Well, they they do other things. So, Mickey sees her in VIP and pulls her out and sets her straight. Like, you're a cocktail waitress. You work out here. Like, you're not a bottle girl. So, she... <laughs> so, she goes to Valerie, this girl, and she's like, hey, how do you get to be VIP? Yeah, like... This is your first fucking day at the job, yeah. and you can't ask for a promotion. Also, like, be good at your yeah. first job. Do your job well. First off... It's obviously that she's never had a job before, which is fine. Um, then, oh, and, but she says, like, you have to get clients that come to see just you, that, like, pay a lot of money, Mm -hmm. and they come to see just you, and that's how you get promoted. Yeah. Um, and she, I think, like, she just starts nailing the job. Well, she goes and reads a couple more pages of that diary. That's right. That, yeah. like, essentially, like, is like, yeah, and then you just have to entertain these people and, like, pretend like they're important. And it's like, this is why you should have read the entire diary on the first go. Like, it's too it's much not... to take in at once. Oh, my God. I have to take it day by day. 
So she decides to really like give it her all, and she does. She just starts naturally getting better at it somehow. I we don't know how. Just all of a sudden, she's like great at it. It's just a montage of it, and Percy approaches her to be a bottle girl in the VIP area, where she finally gets to meet Richie. And he recognizes her from the funeral, and he apologizes for her loss and tells her, you know, like, your sister and I, you know, were really close, and she meant a lot to me. Um, I'm sorry I upset your mom at the funeral. That definitely wasn't my intention. Um, I just didn't know it was going to be a carport. Yeah, I just didn't know. I didn't know. (laughs) Um, But he's just like, I'm really happy that you're working here now, and I would really like to get to know you. Gross. And I think that's the end of it. Yeah, somehow after that, we learn that, oh, like, Mickey comes up to her, he's like, you want to make a lot of money? And she's Mm -hmm. like, I mean, like, I was on a teacher's salary, this is a lot of money. Yes. Um, But she's like, like, how much? (laughs) And he's, (laughs) I don't think he even says, he just says a lot. But he's like, okay, so people like Richie have these after-party parties at their houses and like rental houses whatever um and we need girls to go do bottle service there is effectively how he's like selling it to her and she's like yeah i mean sure that's fine totally more money sounds tight so she goes to one of these parties and uh number one richie has a hot tub in the middle of his house like indoors and he has this like uh, I don't know how to shelf, it. It's a shelving unit where all of the shelves, like, wiggle. Yeah. Like they just, they're, they're all, all rotating <laughs> in opposite motion. It's like, nothing says I'm fucking rich like this thing. But, like, how do you set a drink down on it? You don't. Like, but there's stuff on it. It's I know. holding stuff as it's spinning. Like, I don't. I would be like, just, do you just move your arm? He must be a physicist. I guess so. Um... So she goes, and that girl Valerie is there, and she's upset because she's like, Richie never looks at me the way he looked at Rachel and the way that he's looking at you. And she's like, okay. (laughs) I guess. And Valerie's like, you want a drink? And she's like, okay. And she's like, here's a rum and coke, which is a very weird rum and coke, uh, but either way, she takes it. And then Richie's like, hey, come with me. And she's like, okay. And he takes her out on a rowboat into the middle of the lake behind his house. And then she, we realize that she's been drugged. Yeah. And doesn't he tell her? He's just like, he yeah. he's like, yeah, like, don't take drinks from other people. Yeah. He's like, don't take drinks from other people unless you've seen them pour it, which is fair advice. Mm-hmm. Um, but also maybe don't drug people. Yeah. Please don't. Um, Thank you. And then she is like, did you kill my sister? He's like, no, but I'm going to kill you. And then he says, um, wealth is silence. Or silence is wealth. I don't know. Something like that. Something like that. And he's like, so I'm a wealthy man. I guess silence is wealth makes more sense. Yeah. Um, and throws her over the rowboat and rows away. (laughs) Uh, and then we see paparazzi Vincent, Mm -hmm. um, coming to save her. Yeah. Dives into the lake, fishes her out, CPR, whole nine yards. And then she wakes up in proper pajamas on a couch in a house she does not recognize. There is a serial killer murder wall, um, with 
missing women on it. Which has to be a terrifying way to wake up. Like, not only, like, were you oh, drugged, yeah. you probably don't remember what happened to you. Which she acknowledges. Yeah, but yeah. you wake up and the first thing you open your eyes to is a serial killer wall. I mean, we're talking, like, red yarn pinpointed to missing women yeah, and news articles. Yeah, on a map articles. and, like, newspaper yeah. clippings. Like, it looks evil. And, you know, she just woke up after being roofied. Yes. So she's fucked up. Yeah. And she, he's like, it's okay, you can trust me. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then... Her fucking sister walks down the stairs. She's alive. Who knew? What? Well, Vince knew. Well, and this was honestly a twist that I wasn't seeing. No. We coming didn't. our way. Because, like, so, sometimes they hint towards the yeah. twist. But this one was really organic. We didn't. Like, I, didn't, I had no idea. I bet we could have, but we didn't. Yeah. Uh, we're so... We're so far into this, y'all. Like, we're we're just, we're in it we're to fucking win it. We're, we're deep in this. So, anyway. obviously. Oh, she comes downstairs and says, I'm your yang. Oh, which I didn't write down, so I missed it. But that's Why is that the fucking gross. thing that they use to, like, I, tie them together? I don't so know. Stupid. So, obviously, Zoe is incredibly upset, and Rachel. And her, also still fucked up. Yeah, oh, yeah, like. <laughs> I don't know if anyone has been unfortunate enough to experience uh, being roofied, but the next day you wake up still fucked up. So I've not been. I've heard enough to know like you would be absolutely fucked all day. Yes. Yeah. Like it's just ridiculous that she's even standing up. And also, I feel like I would immediately be like, "Whose fucking clothes am I wearing?" (laughs) Yeah. Like not. Like not gonna lie, I was fucked up for like forty-eight to seventy-two hours. Like after it happened. Um. So. Her sister explains that Mickey, the guy who oversees, like, the girls at the club, and Richie, run a human trafficking ring of girls. And I have to say, they they explain this in a very weird way yeah, that like, is not clear. Like, I have really succinctly, like, lining it out, but they showed us a 20-minute <laughs> clip. Of nothing that I understood. Uh, and then at the very end, I was like, oh, oh, this is human trafficking. Oh, they're using those women for sex. For sex. Because they don't explicitly say that. And sometimes pain them. Yes, and sometimes pain them. So they run, Richie's always getting... Or Mickey's getting paid. I don't even Mi- remember. Because Richie is actually running the human trafficking thing, and Mickey is funneling girls towards him. That's right. So he's getting paid for it. Yeah, so bo- right. both of them are getting paid hand over fist. So... Rachel became Richie's number one girl, and she thought that they were in love and really serious, and she also thought that these parties were just that literal parties full of wealthy men and attractive young women, and that she was aware that these women were being paid to be there and paid to entertain these men, but she was not aware at first that these women were being drugged, that these women were being human trafficked later after they were drugged, that these women were being abused, and that the longer she was in it, she started yeah. to realize it. And I think, you know, we were kind of talking about, like, I can see, like, if you're in that, like, one of the women in it, I'm sure that there's they're manipulating you in a way where it isn't initially clear. Yeah. And, you know, you're you're kind of a part of it also, like... Is that my puppy? I think so. Um, and so she doesn't initially, like, understand it, and then she does, and that's where... Hi, puppy. 
Oh, is there a puppy behind that door? Oh, Hello. it's a puppy. Oh, hi, puppy. Hi, good boy. You're back. Hi, good boy. We missed you. Um, Did you have to go bork a little bit? Have to go bork a little bit? You yeah. know, there was an intruder. It's okay, handsome man. You're okay. Um, And then, you know, at some point she, journal she journals... <laughs> In the club. Yeah, she's journaling in the in club. In the club. And she's saying, you know, Zoe, I was just so worried that they were going to find out that I was writing all of this down as she's writing all of it down in and the then, middle of a nightclub. And then ripping the pages out in the nightclub. In front of people. To save. So, in front, he's literally watching just, her do it in the night. It's the night. There's no people there except for the people no. that work there. No, so she this says... This is how we were the whole movie. Yeah, just it's like, just, what? Like, why? So then she decides that she's going to try and leave Richie. And Richie tells her, you're my number one girl, and he won't let her. So... And also, I think he, he must have threatened her in some other way, because, like, we know that he's killed people. But she he must she must have known that at yeah, some point. Yeah, and that is the problem is that we were exclaiming so much in the last I portion of the movie of that I didn't see. Yeah, he could, he could have been very threatening. But here's the important part. Yeah. So we're back then, to the scene we saw in the beginning. So it's it's an outdoor scene, overturned glasses, spilled bottles, full bottles, and it's the backyard of of, of Richie's house, of Richie's so party house. Yeah, the yeah. party house. So. Rachel's is is expressing that she's like she went down to the lake to try and clear her head because she's freaking out. She doesn't know how to get out of the situation. She doesn't know what to do. And a girl that she says was from Colombia uh, stumbles down to where she's at, it like near the lake. It's like a seating area, like an outdoor gazebo, yeah. and she overdoses in front of Rachel. This is. What she says is happening. Yes. She's like, she overdosed, and and I knew she was dead. And we see Rachel go to her body, not check her pulse. Like, she falls to the ground. With, like, a little bit of spit up. Yeah. And it's like, a second later, she's like, she's dead. She didn't even, like, touch she her. She didn't check. No. She didn't call the police. No. She didn't get anybody. No. She literally looked at her and was like, well, she's fucking dead. Now she's I gotta, dead. Now I gotta take this opportunity and uh, pretend this is a su my own suicide. So she drags this woman who's 50-50, not even dead, puts her on one of these yard chairs. And also, 50-50, whatever seat she's in maybe could have been revived. Yeah. No, 100%. Like, if, if she just would have performed CPR, she probably would have woken the fuck back up. Like, I turned her over? For real. Listen, I don't know how overdoses work. Like, I don't, but I don't think that any of this was the re appropriate no. response. Also, it didn't, it couldn't even, it could have also not even been an overdose. She could have just passed out. She had been, like, so fucked up that she passed out. Either way, here's what happens. Rachel pulls her over. Yeah, pulls takes her, her over. Writes this note. Yeah. Sets it on another chair, apparently. Yeah, a bit of ways, which wasn't shown in the first one. No. Takes a bottle of rum, throws it everywhere, and lights it on yeah. fire. and throws it on this maybe dead, probably alive girl, and sets the whole thing on fire. We watch this girl go up in flames while she Rachel She lit hides. her on fire! With... Within less than five minutes, y'all. Like, I mean, it was like, she yes. saw the spit up and was like, here's it, here it is, here it is. 
Like, I can't even wipe my own fucking ass in five minutes. And this woman burns someone alive and here's instantly what, in Here's what minutes. she says. She was my miracle. She was, she was my savior. So, Rachel, we then see Rachel hide as Richie and his crew of dudes comes down and see the scene. And they're scene. like, oh, no. And they're like, we oh, can't no, do anything. Rachel, we can't. Yes, you can. You can do so she many things. She just lit that fire. Yeah. They showed up engulfed immediately. So they drag Richie away, and that one guy, Larry, Larry sees Rachel the actual hiding. Rachel. Which, if I was Larry, I'd be fucked up. I'd be like, also, "Who's this girl in this fire?" Yeah. Why would they? How did they know? How did they assume that was Rachel? Curly, Both of curly, those... long, dark hair. That that's literally it. Because they saw they, must... they saw her from behind. Like, like the, the body was from behind. Like, no, she was sitting in the chair she facing was si- them. No, she was sitting in the chair facing away. She was facing the lake. And they rolled up behind. They just saw her hair. Are you sure? I'm, uh, I'm, I'd, I'd put money on it. I'd put a All quarter right. on Either it. way. A quarter. They still were like, let's not investigate any further. No. That girl's dead. No, which either Again. way, facing or not facing, fucked up. I mean. <laughs> fucked up. And fucked she's up. telling her sister this story and Zoe's like, hmm. I understand. <laughs> I, mean, I understand. You murdered someone. Yeah, this makes sense. I would have done the same. Would you? Would you, Zoe? Would you light a bitch on fire in I two seconds flat? can't put those two dots together. Who? I, I mean, it just was... That was a fucking stretch. Yeah, so that's how we lost the last 20 minutes of the movie. <laughs> and then the I came around 20 minutes later... To them saying, like, so, because, like, this guy, paparazzi Vince, as I call him, we're like, why is he involved? Like, what does he care? Turns out his sister was a bottle girl, not at this nightclub, at a different nightclub, and she was human trafficked, and he doesn't know where she is. No, she overdosed. Oh, Oh. Yeah. Like, she got involved in a similar situation, and then okay. they found her overdosed in her apartment. Yeah, that's right, because then I yeah. was like, did they light her on fire? <laughs> <laughs> this is Which is fucking awful, but it's just like, how did they... I, this movie is so fucking ridiculous. Um, so, so that's why he, he wants... And that's why I mean, he's it, invested. Which I guess makes sense. Uh, anyway. So, yeah, that's why he wants to take down this club, I guess. Yeah, which, yeah, that doesn't make any then sense. Then they're like, okay, so here's how we're gonna do it now that you're involved, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. They were like, uh, Larry had texted me, me being Rachel, uh, all of these facts about Richie, like, yes, he's involved in human trafficking, yes, he's mm-hmm. drugging these women, blah, 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 blah. She's like, so I need to get my phone, which I just need to point out is an iPhone. So, hi, if you have an iPhone and you also have another Apple product or you can go to an Apple store, it is highly likely that you can sign in with your Apple ID and get your messages. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I only have an Apple, I, I only have an iPhone. I don't have any other Apple device, but everything on my phone is backed up to a cloud. So when I get a new phone, the entire history of my phone is uploaded right back onto my new phone. And I'm pretty sure no matter what, you can go to your cell phone provider and be like, yo, can I get my text messages? Yes. Right? Oh, all like, of that's, them. Like, all of them. Cops do that. Yeah, all the time. I, so anyway, 
Uh, but they're like, no, we need the physical phone. So <laughs> they, um, it's not 2018 like this movie said it was filmed in. It's 1995. But they have an iPhone 8. Ooh. Um, anyway, so they're like, let's break into Richie's house and steal it. I know exactly where it is because Rachel hid it under a pillow like two months ago <laughs> when she burned that bitch on fire. Which is like how I don't know. Oh Whatever. my god. Uh, so they go, and then the cleaning people and Richie come back, and they hide in a closet, and then they see Richie, like, the, the cleaning people find the phone, this is just so fucking convenient, they find the phone under the, the pillow, and they're like, oh, what, what it, could this possibly be? And he's like, I don't know, but let me just break it with my gun. With the, with the fucking hilt of his gun. Which is just like, what shitty cleaning people do you have to be to find that phone after two months in the sex house? But like, also, the the cleaning people are like, uh, I think I need to go now. Yeah. I need, <laughs> like, like, I need to leave. And they even show that lady's yeah, face. She's like, that she's like what the fuck is this? So uh, then they go back to, to Vince's house, and he's like, now we have to go to Plan B, and Plan B sucks. Yeah. Plan B is that Richie or Mickey, somebody, has a ledger of these women because apparently not only does Rachel journal in the club, but Richie and Mickey journal about their binders full of women in the club. And they're like, so that's going to be our ticket. Uh, and then the uh, Zoe, so they have this whole, like, plan in place to go get the ledger it's way more elaborate than it seems necessary apparently yeah, it mickey keeps the ledger which is uh, a moleskin notebook in his back of his pants with his shirt tucked into it so it's like very openly out uh zoe shows up she sees valerie valerie is like oh oh my god are you okay uh, yeah. how are you? And she's like, I'm great. Uh, can we go inside? And Valerie makes them each a drink, and, uh, Zoe's like, hey, could I get an olive? And Valerie's dumb and turns around, so she switches their drinks, because she knows that she drugged yeah, her Yeah, because, again. yeah, because Valerie drugged her the first time, she's probably gonna drug her a second time. And she does. And she does. So then Valerie's drugged. Yeah, and Val... The actress who plays Valerie plays a drug person by just going, just, oh. Yes. Like, she just Slinking sits down, down and she's like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a cartoon. It is. Oh, oh my God. I'm going back oh, in time. I'm drugged. So she's drugged. Meanwhile, on the floor, uh, um, the paparazzi <laughs> dude yeah. storms the place and... They oh the one of the girls that was training one of the nights like yeah. is she like goes to the VIP and Mickey's like what are you doing here she's like I just came to warn the ladies that they're doing something bad <laughs> <laughs> Like, if, if I saw that, I'd be like, man, that lady is, one, very winded, and two, I don't know what the bad thing is. Like, I don't, should I be scared? Is it, are you, 
are you okay, lady? Like, what's going so on? So he, he escorts her away, and we're reminded that in the beginning when he was training her, he was like, you know, a champagne bottle could be a very good weapon, but don't use it as that. <laughs> so then she hits him over the head with a champagne bottle, um, which doesn't break, but just has some of his head blood on it. Yes. Uh, it's very strange. Uh, and then because he gets hit over the head, uh, Vincent takes the ledger, mm -hmm. but then there's a lot of security in the club naturally yeah. and they see him. So he shoots his gun in the air. Yeah. And then Rachel hops into the DJ booth oh, and, right. and pumps the, pumps the smoke machine. Zoe so, does. Yeah, Zoe does, excuse me. So, so the room fills with smoke yeah. and Rachel stands under a light <laughs> And is illuminated as Richie is trying to evacuate the club after the night, uh, after the gunshot. Yeah. And, like, you see him, see her, and she's staring him down defiantly. And he's, like, he's obviously, like, freaked out, but he's also obviously, like, oh, my God, I've missed you. Like, it yeah. was weird. Like, it I, was, was... I was expecting him to either be, like, terrified that she came back for him or, like, what, but, like... Obviously, he's still in her. And then the cops show up to arrest Richie and Mickey. And then here's the best part of the whole fucking movie. Is that Zoe is in the DJ booth. Still. <laughs> and she goes on the microphone and starts, like, finishing her story about being a sadist. And about these characters being in precarious situations. And is like, the end. And closes the book. I and just... the police are like, thank you so much for your help. Uh, we really appreciate you breaking down this human trafficking ring. And uh, Rachel is just like, hey, could you do me a favor? Could you find that Colombian lady's family and, yeah! tell, and tell them that she's my angel? And they're like, yeah, we're totally not going to charge, uh, you, with charge murder. you for murder or defiling a corpse. And you are free to go. Thank you, you m'lady. Absolutely talk to her, their fa her family and e express your feelings to yep, them. Yeah, not not a problem. Thanks for burning uh, that lady alive. So you and could, faking uh, your own suicide. Yeah, so you could uh, do this. Which, yeah, I think, I think she could be charged with faking her own suicide as well. She so, charged with a lot of things. Yeah, but apparently not in Lifetime. Uh, anyway, and then she's like, who called the cops? And Zoe's like, not me. Look over there. And it's mom! <laughs> it's mom! So at some point, Zoe... And then they all fucking party at the club! Yes. The, so, like, so I guess at some point, not that we saw, Zoe told her mom that Rachel was alive and their whole scheme... And Rach and their mom, I guess, suggested calling the cops in the I don't know, who knows. But there is a very painfully long dance scene where the nightclub owner, Rachel and Zoe, uh the paparazzi, all of them are fully dancing and clubbing in this nightclub and laughing. They're all laughing. I got away with burning a woman alive. <laughs> it's I there was a moment where I thought it was the best movie we've ever seen. I don't know that I feel that way anymore. I I know I don't. I know I don't. It was like, it was so much that at one point I was like, wow, they really just threw all of this at us. And now I just feel like 
Why though? Why did you? Why did? Why, why did you make this movie? Uh, I just feel like they could have ended it a, a hundred different times, and they and they just kept not ending it. Like they could have ended it when the police like dragged that guy out. They could have ended it. Um, they just they could have not made it. Yeah, they could have just not fucking made it. But also, <laughs> the ending was really poorly done. This Why whole, were they like, dancing in the club? But also, like, that was a part of a human trafficking ring. But they also stormed the club. Like. Why wouldn't they just give the police all of their very real and obvious evidence and be like, hey, they're all going to be here. It's a Friday night. Go and arrest them. Yeah, and the police let the go cops and arrest do them. it. Yeah, they don't have to go in. And then also Roofie, another woman. like She yes, could be charged with that. I, she, yes, she is evil. She's roofing and drugging people. But also, uh, you can fucking kill people roofing people. So also, you still don't can't do, do it. it. Yeah, don't do it. So uh, Like, it would yeah. be fair if she, like... I don't know, like, the girl, like, roofied her, and she, like, punched her or shot her. Like, yeah. oh, something totally. in defense totally. of being roofied. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, something like that, but this was... Yeah. You don't just get to, like, then roofie someone. Like, yeah. obviously that lady needs to go to jail, but, like, I don't know. Yeah, when she was just like, oh, yeah, I need I need some olives. And then when she turned around and turned back around with olives, she just like, sucker punched her. Like, sure, should have fucking drugged her. Um, and, but, and look, obviously we are in defense of victims everywhere. It was just like legally these things that they were doing are, they're not just going to get away with. Like, uh, I'm not saying. Yes, you are. In a lifetime movie. Well, yeah, I know. But I'm saying like in real life, like, and not that no. that girl doesn't deserve uh, whatever. Like we could argue that all day, but like they would both be in jail. Yeah. Oh yeah. That movie was ridiculous. I can't believe I still, I, she caught, she lit her on fire. No, the, just the fact what that the she fuck? lit her on fire. I'll ne I'll never, I, I'll never, like, because obviously they, they, like, burned a mannequin for the scene. I will never forget seeing a full mannequin just engulfed in flames. And just no one in the movie addressing how fucked up that yeah. was. It says, like, oh, this girl passes out 30 seconds later, I set her on fire. Like, that is, that is legitimately the route that you're gonna fucking go? All right, man. All right. I mean, it was... Uh, what a f what a fucking movie! But what really matters is what fleece blanket rating uh, would you give this film, Jill? I'm gonna give it two only because there were twists, and there were twists that I naively did not expect. Yeah. <laughs> but aside from that, fuck this movie. Also, yeah. the girl was a good actress. So the girl that played Zoe was really great. Yeah, I mean, she was annoying, but I feel like her character was supposed to be annoying. Yeah, her so, character like, was annoying, but she, was, was, she did a good job. Yeah, it was fine. Um, I'm gonna give it three fleece blankets because I've never seen a woman burned alive <laughs> on Lifetime before. And that's pretty awesome for me. Like, as a, as a horror fan yeah, and a body horror was... fan i was like is that what is this so that that blew that blew my fucking mind i've never seen lifetime go there before they went there <laughs> they fucking went like there. fine Jeez. fine so i mean yeah. honestly join our patreon just to see us scream at that just to see it but yeah but in terms of like honestly anything else like so like obviously this movie was trying to make a statement about human trafficking and sex work and it, it failed do it, it, well it, at all. it failed miserably on all of those accounts um they, it, ma they made 
any service industry, let alone, like, anything involving sex work, to be, like, fucking sleazy and, like, not... Like, you don't deserve to make this money or, like, anything like oh, that. Yeah. It was like, I mean, you must be a teacher or an academic or you're a piece of shit. And yeah. it was just like, fuck you. Yeah, I mean, literally, because the human trafficking and the sex work element didn't come into it until, like, the final act. But literally, the entire movie was talking down to these women that are cocktail waitresses and right. bottle girls that are making legitimate money. Right. Doing legitimate work and people are talking down to them so and there is, that, that was definitely frustrating we must point out there is a difference between sex work and human trafficking like those yes. are two different things yes and this movie clumped them in kind of one together thing. and like human trafficking is not, is not okay no it's and like, not not it's not an okay thing that happens uh sex work is a job yes they're, they're just different. Like, it's power dynamics. Yes. Um, and, it, yeah, it just... They didn't... They naturally didn't handle it well. I mean, they addressed it, and there were maybe some pieces that were like, okay... Yeah, like, Lifetime just can't even handle the most simplest things well. Like, I mean, when we're talking about, like, simple drama, like, and I, and I don't want to make light of it, but, like, simple drama, like, divorce. They fuck divorce up. Like... Do you really think they're going to be able to tackle a, a concept like human trafficking? Well, and like, I'm sure, I mean, no. you know, sex work as it is, is still a highly contestable, like, topic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in society, so. Like, I know there are friends of ours that don't agree right. with my stance on being very pro-sex, very pro-sex work. Right. Um, and, like, obviously that is... A, 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 a big topic that's like very debatable and a, and a hot topic issue. Um, but our point being again is that if you are in control and you have the power in the situation, then you can make money the way that you want yeah. to make money as long as you're not exploiting other people. Yeah. In general. I like, also, yeah. And I believe that people get to sell their labor in whatever form that looks like in order to support themselves. Right however they feel like. So if you want to sell your labor labor making coffee, if you want to sell your labor working in a factory, if you want to sell your lab, labor being a lawyer or a doctor, if you want to sell your labor having sex, okay. that's your choice on how you choose to sell your labor to support yourself. And it's none of my fucking business yeah. how you choose to do that. And I just want you to be safe. Right. And, and it is not okay for someone... To sell your labor. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's that's the difference. Just as long as we're clear in terms of, like, because the people, when people hear, when people hear that I'm pro-sex work, they then immediately ask, like, followed up with, like, how do you feel about pimps? And I'm like, you mean how do I feel about people that exploit someone? Right. <laughs> like, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> how do you think I feel about that? Right. So, yeah, there's a difference. Those are our differences and our opinions on it. It's fine if you have your own, um... But I, but I will this challenge movie was, you on it. <laughs> This movie was not the conversation to uh, enlighten. No, you on this, this was. I mean, it no. definitely like brought up, um, you know, like this element of an underground sex trafficking ring that can happen in. I, I would imagine it does happen in these circumstances, like in nightclubs or something like that. Um, obviously, I wouldn't say all of them. I have no idea. No, um, but is something that they made it. 
I feel like they did do a good job of, like, showing you how it could easily escalate. Yeah, like, how it can snowball. Right. And how you yeah. could get, like, oh, well, I'll just, like, do this extra party, and then, like, I'll meet this guy, and now he's paying me, but we're also having sex. Yeah, but, like... And there are elements of that where it's an even exchange, again, yeah. uh, and then there's elements of that where the girls were being drugged and it was obviously not a consensual, consensual. It was not an even exchange. Um, and I think that they did an all right job at like explaining that there are blurred lines and that those blurred lines need to be very clear. Yeah. But I, I but does that make sense? What I'm yeah, saying? I it, feel like I was a little, no, it does make sense. It's just, it, it needs to be followed with, but lifetime didn't do that on purpose. No, like the, these were like, well, oh, maybe, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> like, uh, li- Lifetime just, like, chooses a hot topic, uh, a hot topic issue and then barrels their way through it. Like, I don't, yeah, I just don't think that Lifetime has the grounding to stand on to talk about these kind of topics. Um, but they, they're gonna try. They could, I, I guess I just didn't, I, could, I can't trust their perspective in this movie. No. Because they set the woman on fire. Yeah. It's hard that to come back seemed, from that. I. It's hard to take this movie seriously that just based seems on that. So, like such a fucking leap. I mean, maybe in the writing they were like, "Oh, she like walked up, and then it was like twenty minutes later." But in the movie, it showed like literally, she was like, "Oh shoot, she overdosed. You yeah, gotta catch her it, on fire." It would have been different if this lady like faked her own death, but her body was never found. Right. You know, and she didn't involve like an innocent person. She didn't use an innocent person to fake her own death uh, by killing her. So it's that would and then and then if Lifetime then had, like, a really provocative but then also powerful statement on human trafficking and delved more into that, then this would have been a powerful movie. But Mar Vista yeah, they, and Lifetime doesn't make those kind of movies. They could have even had just an end scene where it was like, hey, if you think you might be involved or someone you know might be involved, like, here's a number to call. Yeah. Like, you know. If some, that was truly the statement that like they were trying like that. to make. Yeah. Um... And, it, yeah, that would have been just a small change that would have been like, oh, okay, like, this is this is a serious issue. Like, they dealt with a serious issue and then just burned someone. Yeah. It was, but I don't know. Anyway, so. It didn't feel like that. That was the movie that we watched. I guess. Don't know what we're going to watch next. I hope it doesn't involve human trafficking. I can tell you that right didn't, now. Didn't expect that. No. I didn't expect it to be done so poorly either, so that was disappointing on two fronts. Didn't expect that. I mean, I expect it, but I just hope, like, yeah. I, just whenever I see, like, an actual serious topic be brought up, like, I'm always like, please don't fuck this up. Like, please do this justice. And then they don't. And then it's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. Trying to get better content for people is what Jill and I are hoping to do <laughs> with <laughs> why we're doing this podcast. Yep. All right, well... We've, we've got to wrangle our dogs, I yes. guess. He only wants to dive through the computer. You know, there's another way. Go that way. Bye. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, that was that. That was so, it. So, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a whole new movie. Yep. Hope you don't get lit on fire. Join, join our Patreon so you can watch live with us and hear us scream. Um, and, okay, we love you. We love you. Bye. Bye.